Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Let's go immediately to the floor of the United States Senate, where Vice President Kamala Harris is swearing in three new Democratic senators, Raphael Warnock, John Ossoff, and Alex Padilla of California. It sounds as if the that oath of office has just concluded. Uh, but there it is. What you have, you heard those applause, uh, was uh, signifying that right now the United States Senate, for the first time in uh, what, 20 years or so, uh, is uh, split 50-50. And then uh, Schoolhouse Rock, of course, taught us that a tie in the Senate is broken by the vice president, who constitutionally operates as president of the Senate. And so the interesting thing that we will have to keep an eye on over the next uh, few days and weeks, possibly, uh, are what agreements, what ground rules are are agreed to by uh, by Mitch McConnell, and uh, Democrat Senator Chuck Schumer, because it's not uh, it's not that cut and dry that uh, that the tie is broken by the vice president. While that is uh, the authority there, there are other powers that uh, say the minority side, in this case, Republicans have. uh, And that's the filibuster, the filibuster, which uh, I won't bore you with right now, but uh, has, uh, you know, an interesting place in United States history. Uh, it, it arose as a little quirk in the rules and has now become one of the most powerful tools uh, used by often the minority in the Senate. No such power exists in the House. Uh, let's go back to the, the Senate floor. I'm getting some whisperings in my ear. There may be some more goings on. Uh, seated uh, in the seat of the president of the Senate uh, is Vice President Kamala Harris. Back to the Senate floor. All right. Uh, I'll tell you, we'll step away from that. They're going through some procedural stuff. If uh, anything does take place, I don't have an agenda or an itinerary of events here on hand. But should, uh, you know, comments be delivered by any of those three new members or the vice president herself uh, before the end of this program, uh, we'll we'll listen to it. Uh, But let me now let me now uh, share with you some of the details. Some of the details surrounding uh, one of the. One of the keepsakes of today, one of the mementos of today. You may have noticed if you were if you were watching on television the swearing in of Vice President Joe Biden, you'll notice that where typically elected officials who are sworn into their office, where typically they will place their hand atop an understated religious text, not so for for Joe Biden. In fact. He had his hand atop a a Bible nearly five inches thick, a big, a big hefty cover uh, adorned by a Celtic cross. Turns out this Bible 
has been in the Biden family since 1893, a family heirloom handed down uh, on the Biden side of the family. And every important date is marked in there. Uh, Speaking with uh, late night host Stephen Colbert just a month ago, the, the topic of this Bible came up. And, and it's not new, right? Uh, since 1973, when Joe Biden first became a United States senator, it was this very Bible upon which he placed his hand. In fact, uh, there is a, uh, there's a, a bittersweet photograph uh, showing him being uh, sworn into office, I, I believe. And I'm going from memory here. So if I get some of these details wrong, uh, my, my apologies. And if texters uh, need to correct me. Five seven five zero zero is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Not long after the car accident, which took uh, a child and wife from uh, Joe Biden, he was in the hospital needing to be sworn into office. And there was question at the time uh, as to whether or not he would uh, continue on and assume the office of senator to which he had been elected. Well, uh, after some back and forth with various folks with influence and Uh, over the senator's life, uh, he decided that, yes, in fact, he would. And so in the hospital uh, where his surviving children were recuperating and alongside the bed of one of his sons, uh, he stood with his hand on the very Bible. This back in 1973, uh, he stood with his hand on the Bible as it was supported uh, by his own father. And there he uh, was, was sworn in. Uh, let me see here. I'm sorry to, to correct one thing. Uh, he was he was sworn in by the the U.S. Senate Secretary Frank Frank Vallejo, and his father-in-law uh, was the one uh, holding the Bible there, Robert uh, Hunter, and it was his son Bo uh, who was laying there on the hospital bed uh, right next to him. Anyway, uh, that Bible has been around for some time. Here is uh, from that conversation with Stephen Colbert. Here is. Uh, here's Jill and Joe Biden discussing the family Bible. I'll be holding the Bible. And have I you was been working out? Looking for it today. Have you been working out because this is the size <laughs> Honestly, of your family Bible. 1893. 1893. Yeah. Why is your Bible bigger than mine? Do you have more Jesus than I do? No, no, I don't think so. But it's just been a family heirloom on the Biden side of the family, and uh-huh. and every important date is in there. When my son, for example, every time I've been. Sworn in for anything, the date has mm-hmm. been on that, and, yeah. and it's, it's inscribed on the Bible. Our sons, when he was sworn in as attorney general, are all the important dates in our family going way back. And it's just been a family heirloom. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. I, I'm big into heirlooms like that. I think that, uh, you know, physical symbols and memories associated with, uh, you know, the the, the events of the past as reminders uh, of the mindset in where you you know found yourself. Uh, I think it's very valuable. I think it's uh, very helpful to to have things like that to sit on your shelf so that uh, you know when the day comes where you may be you know doubting uh, what you've done, doubting where you are, uh, you can look to that and remember that well <laughs> we had a good day that day. At the very least. And listen, you and I aren't going to likely be in a position to have, you know, Bibles upon which we placed our hands when being sworn in as president of the United States. Uh, But we do have we do have mementos and keepsakes that that we accumulate through uh, life's meanderings. And, uh, and I'm a big fan of those. And I think there's value in uh, holding on to them. Don't get too out of hand, though. Right. <laughs> Very easy to turn into a hoarder if you go down that route. 
very easy uh, to lose sight of uh, where you stand there. Uh, here, you know, I, I mentioned a moment ago that, uh, uh, well, let me just wrap this up uh, and put a tidy bow on it. Uh, that Bible uh, inside contains the date written of each time it was used uh, to be sworn in, uh, or each time that Joe Biden used it to be sworn into elected office, including uh, 2013 when he placed his hand atop that Bible and was sworn in as vice president by Justice Soto Sotomayor. Sonia Sotomayor swore him in as vice president not long after President Barack Obama's re-election. And uh, history continued uh, today when that same Justice Sonia Sotomayor swore in uh, Kamala Harris, who from the floor of the United States Senate just moments ago uh, affected the swearing in of the senators now representing uh, an even split amongst the senators. Kamala Harris, vice president, being the tie-breaking vote should the need arise. Here is uh, Vice President Harris swearing in those senators. Do you solemnly swear that you will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that you will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that you take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which you are about to enter, so help you, God. I do. Congratulations. And with that, uh, the Senate is split 50-50. Now, this is an interesting opportunity uh, to kind of remind ourselves and relearn uh, a bit of what has played out in the past. Now, it hasn't happened very recently. In fact, it was almost 20 years ago that we last saw a split in the Senate of this nature. And it's not that often that we, uh, you know, have a, you know, a reason to, you know, in real world terms, to practically analyze what uh, the role of the vice president is. Uh, constitutionally, they, uh, number one, serve at the pleasure of the president and stand, you know, first in line in the line of succession. Uh, but number two... And certainly today, most importantly, they serve and preside over the United States Senate as president. So this is a new opportunity to learn about how the vice president is constitutionally empowered to operate. Haven't had this chance in a long time. I look forward to learning along with you. That's it for today's episode of Live Mike. Thanks for hanging out with us on this historic day. Uh, It's a new chapter here in the United States of America. Tomorrow will be new, and every day after that uh, will be far different than the day before. Uh, Let's hold on to this civility deal. Let's hold on to this idea of elevating our debate and uh, being friendly despite, despite the reality of certain profound ideological differences. We can do it. I'm optimistic. That's it for me. Time now for Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.